Feral Europe summer is right around the corner and you're not gonna wanna miss out on all of the juicy details from how I planned the trip to the places that I've stayed and then also the dates that I've been on while traveling across the UK, Ireland, and Scotland. Then you're gonna wanna head over to patreon.com slash ditch the ick. Again, that's patreon.com slash ditch the ick. And for the $10 a month tier, you get access to all of the back videos of Ditch the Ick episodes. You get exclusive access to my Feral Europe Summer vlog and updates. And you'll also get a signed thank you note from yours truly. So head on over to patreon.com slash ditch the ick and get ready for Feral Europe Summer. What's up, party people? Welcome to Ditch the Ick, a podcast all about navigating dating, career, and honestly, life in general as a millennial. I'm your host, Katie Carson, 30-something avid dater and entrepreneur. What's up, party people? I am so excited today to be joined by Mikara Reed. Hi, Mikara. Hey, girl. How you doing? I am amazing. I just ate and today was just a real fabulous day because I had a client early this morning. Oh, I love that. I love that. Why don't you tell listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are? Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Makaba Reed and I'm a personal style consultant. I help high achieving professionals and e-commerce, but we focus on professionals. But we help high achieving professionals bridge who they are with better intentional wear, your personal brand or your professional brand. So a lot of the times I work with people who are well into their career. I want to say that or put emphasis on that because in your 20s, you're just figuring yourself out and you, yeah. you may say, hey, I want to do this career. And then when you're in it, it's like, oh, girl, I don't like this area. Let me go into something else. That's totally what I did all throughout fashion because I have done a lot of different things within the fashion industry, but styling individuals on their everyday wear is where my niche is. So I definitely focus on people who are well into their career and comb through their foundational fashion, which is your everyday wear, yep. what you go through in your closet. A lot of the times my client come to me, girl, Makara, my closet is a mess, or I don't know what to wear, or I don't know where that damn shirt is. And <laughs> a lot of the times I, when I get done with you with my closet plan and strategy and audit service, I go in and making sure that your calendar activities are cohesive with whatever's going on with your clothes, because if you're mm -hmm. sitting down most of the time and you may be able to pull off a more drastic and structural and drama filled type of top versus me, girl, no, I need something breathable, stretch. Mm. I need to be able to move because one, one beginning part of my day, I'm fitting people. I'm going, to, I have to run to New York, get more fabric for my um, seamstress so that they can finish the outfit for my client. And then the other part of the day, I'm doing virtual meetings because mm -hmm. a client wants to say, hey, I want to get your thoughts. I'm traveling. You're like my paid BFF, my style BFF. What do you think? And I can just kick my, take my little tailor jacket off or whatever the case may be. So yeah, that is mainly what I do. I really just go in and make sure that your fashion is tr transformative and it elevates you. And no, I don't want to say elevate. It better positions you in your career and also your lifestyle. I love that. As somebody who has always struggled with fashion. <laughs> Why? Listen, girl, listen. Because I've always been very short. 
I've always been curvier. So, and generally I've always been on a very tight budget. So being able to shop for that has been very difficult, especially like now I work from home. So I'm like, what do I wear? Am I party on top and yeah. or business on top, party on the bottom? Am right. I like, <laughs> but I, I have noticed a difference. And I think that a lot of us learned this lesson during the pandemic when we were all stuck at home. I felt way differently when I actually got dressed for the day than yeah, when I stayed in PJs or when I stayed in athleisure where it didn't necessarily have to do my makeup just because I was really focused on my skincare at that point. Mm-hmm. When I got dressed, it right. had a, such a huge impact. And I'd love to hear a little bit about your insights as a stylist as to why that is, how that is, and how people can start to incorporate that in their daily lives. Yes, I just, it's so funny that you're touching base on that because journalists just reached out to me and asked me about dopamine dressing because that's becoming a thing now since a lot of people are being laid off Mm -hmm. and they're in this pivotal or transitional phase. So dopamine, I read, don't worry you guys, I actually have a degree in health. So I'm a little bit more advanced than your average stylist. Dopamine is a chemical in your brain. And when you wear certain colors, certain patterns, certain silhouettes, it releases more of it and it gives you this motivation. And I forgot the other like attributes, but it just gets you motivated and moving. And so when you are doing that, so you're changing up your wear. Like you said, you you got in a habit of wearing your PJs and just clothes that are very lounge or relaxed. And then when you dressed up or put some makeup on or maybe even a lip color, and it's like, oh, okay, maybe we could step outside. <laughs> it's because that dopamine is just releasing more of it. So I don't like to force things. Again, I work with every day. A lot of fashion stylists, people think, oh, celebrities, the mm-hmm. moments. And that's why I just emphasize everyday fashion. Yeah, you got to work with what goes on with your schedule. So again, my one of my practices is always going through your calendar activities. I know I had this one client who thought I was very nosy, but I'm like, girl, I'm trying to help you be a better woman. (laughs) And when she went to another stylist and saw what I was doing, and she was just like, oh, it made so much sense. And I felt like I wasted so much money. And you were really trying to do the work and be in depth. And I'm just like, yes. But back to your your topic at hand, just going through what each individual person's problem, when did it start? How long has it been going? Sometimes if we're really getting in the deeper work, I'm going to ask you to journal for at least 14 straight days. What are your emotions? Is it sad, happy, sad, happy, sad? Is it like, what is it? What Mm -hmm. is going on? Because the more you tell me, again, I'm not trying to be nosy. I'm just trying to align your clothes with your confidence. It it goes hand in hand. I can wear a simple t-shirt and walk in a room and someone else can walk in a room and they can wear the same white Hanes t-shirt. Who's going to have more of that oomph? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to say me. I don't know how that other person's feeling, but just in this scenario, it's going to bring a different life. So that feeling definitely transcends through your clothes. And if you can't, this is in my book. If you're not comfortable in your skin, like your first skin, like your actual skin, it's not going to, yeah. your clothes are your second pair, of, uh, your, your second layer of skin. It's not going to, it's not going to translate. It's going to be very frumpy looking. Mm-hmm. I love that. And just like thinking back on my personal journey, and I've shared this on the podcast, like, mm-hmm. I always felt like I was the fat girl growing up in the peak diet culture, right? Like in mm-hmm. the 90s where heroin chic was 
all the rage. Mm -hmm. And looking back now, I realize I was actually very thin when all of that started. Mm -hmm. But even like last year, I was at not last year, year before last when I had my hysterectomy, I was probably at the heaviest I had ever been, but I felt the best that I had felt in my own skin. Okay. Like I was loving myself. I was buying things that I wouldn't normally buy, like these cute jumpsuits and things like that and like really feeling myself in the mirror. And it was even like when I have like kind of some of those lower days, I can tell the difference in how I see myself and how I dress myself based on how I'm feeling about my body or my skin at that point. So I love that. I think that's one of the things we talk about a lot here is you have to be comfortable with yourself. You have to do the work on yourself. And I love that you're, you require people to journal for 14 days because I just think that is so insightful and so helpful and it unlocks a lot of things that people don't expect. Yeah, I have gone through so many sectors of fashion and then breaking it down to the sub the subcategory of styling. There's so many layers of styling and I just never felt connected to the trends because I'm someone that does not like following rules. You can even ask my parents. I'm bold. I'm a bold woman. Like I don't follow the norms. Yeah, doing personal styling, I just felt like going into that was great, but unpeeling the layer of what the masses of yeah what the masses have not been really like tapping into it's you are the product at the end of the day I'm just helping you with the sharper eye of bettering you and then giving you education so that you can incorporate because it's it you can always tweak something but if you are not comfortable at the end of the day you can throw this whole like service or your clothes all away because it's just not again Back to the t-shirt. One person, one person can be very full of themselves and very have everything going on for themselves. And someone else can just be just oh, okay. I'm just going through the day. It's just another day, <laughs> and it just looks totally different. Yeah, it definitely does. Can you tell talk a little bit more about how being comfortable in your skin and knowing yourself really helps you find and create your personal style? Because I feel like we are at the age, mm-hmm. or at least I'm at the age. I don't want to speak for you. I don't know how old you are, but I'm at the age where everything, all of the young kids are, I sound like my mother. I used to wear <laughs> that when I was in middle school. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, <laughs> and and so it's really hard to figure out like, what is my personal style when the trends are so like all over the place mm-hmm. or nostalgic? And like, how do I figure that out? So a nice keynote, trends always recycle every 20 years. It's 2024, look back 20 20 years from now and you just see. But as far as you trying to fit in with the trends, I would definitely, my practices is definitely knowing what your body shape is dressed for so that you know what silhouettes work with your body because your body is the dominant shape and then the clothes are a shape as well, but the clothes will always conform to the dominant shape. So once you figure out your foundation fashion, as I would call it, then you can start, okay, let me see what the trends are. Just look through, okay, these are the trends that would work, but that would look better. You can filter out what works for you. Once you have the foundation already laid, then you could just play around with what trends would be suitable for your body shape as well as what direction are you going to. If you want to change careers, I just had someone changing a career to real estate. So she wants to break the mold of just looking like a traditional 
real estate to a more hip because she wants to be, she also wants to be on TikTok. So she wants to have, she wants to incorporate her personal brand and her professional brand because whether she's online or offline, she wants things to be cohesive and co- consistent. So I would personally say as someone who is 30 and up and has a lot of responsibilities and I know because I am in my mid thirties and the more you get older, the more responsibility. I totally know. That's why I said, I work with people who are well into the careers. You find, you have to do the work. When you come into me, you're doing the work. Unfortunately, it, it's, it's going to leave you to long-term uh, results. Get to the foundation of what works for you. You meaning what direction you're going for in your life, your body shape, as well as your career. If you are a freelancer or an entrepreneur, then you have more flexibility because those are the things that are played um, most in our lives. Your home, your cleaning, your with your loved ones, or you're out for work, or you're in your social life. So whatever your pie is, I also have that in the book as well. You, there's like exercises. Yeah, you lay out your foundation and then once you get to the trend, which changes every 12 weeks. So just filter. Yeah, so it's a lot. It's a lot. You're going to bear. Yeah, you're going to bury yourself in debt, which is something mm-hmm. I've done. I've dug myself into debt, which I did not have to, but I still was like, I want more. I want more. Yep. You're going to yep. dig yourself into debt. And, but yeah, no, just get your foundation laid out. And then once you start looking at the trends, okay, I want to start dabbling into the trends. Let's see what works and just filter mm-hmm. them out and say, okay, this will work. I like when you, I, that was actually going to be one of my next questions mm-hmm. is people think stylists, like you said, and they think couture, they think celebrity, mm-hmm. they think really expensive things like designer labels and things like that. What types of things would you recommend for somebody, especially as a single woman, single income, mm-hmm. inflation is bananas. Do I know? Cause I live girl, in New Jersey. Girl, I know. In New Jersey. <laughs> my best friend's been trying to convince me to move to Jersey no. for two years. And I was like, love you. No, <laughs> the cost of living, absolutely not. Don't do it. Uh, but like for somebody who is on a budget mm-hmm. is the sole source of income. What are some ways that they can build that foundation and find their personal style without breaking the bank? Without breaking the bank, I would have you create a splurge and a savings list. Mm -hmm. So after you have gone through your closet, back to the foundation, we got to know what you're working with before we start buying. I'm not one of those that's, oh, you're going to need, no, 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 no. We got to see what you have. So, um, going through your closet, knowing and doing like your audit and throwing away the things that are not needed in your life or doesn't fit your body shape, throw those away. The other one, the, the middle pile is the ones that you can get altered. Seamstress is your, should be your BFF. So the middle pieces, which are the negotiables, I would walk with you. Okay. This can work. If you tell, if we go to the seamstress and have her take this in or whatever it needs to be done, that is number one right there. That is a pile that you can alter and it can look like a whole new thing. And also another trick I like to tell my clients that I actually love to do, because I'm like the accessories type of girl. 
going to like Michael's AC Moore or any of those Joanne little things and you can Mm -hmm. add like different embellishments so you can have a totally different new top or pants or skirt Mm. or change the button of a jacket or go to the thrift stores and change the button and retype that's yeah yeah every tailor is different on how much they charge but you can do that another thing I love to do even though some people, I don't know how people's pockets are, but I know you're not, everyone's not big on brand names, which is totally fine. Asking your seamstress or your tailor if they can custom make certain items, like essential items for you. So if you're one of those that need a solid plain shirt, because you could play it up or play it down, I would tell you to see if your tailor seamstress can make five shirts. And now, and, and that will be customized to you. I love that because I feel like even the word seamstress has just been like lost for Mm -hmm. a long time. And my grandmother is an avid sewer and Mm -hmm. she taught me. And especially as a short kid, I grew up having to get my pants hemmed or hem them myself because my grandma would teach me how to do it so that I could. Those types of alterations, I don't think a lot of people think about them as an option today. Yeah, that's what celebrities that's what celebrities mm-hmm. do. They think they're getting look off of the runway, but a lot of times it has to be altered because a lot of the body shapes that they that celebrities have are not runway models. I'm just right. going to let you know that. So you have to have a seamstress or a tailor on deck to fix or whatever or have the minor alterations and everyday people can do that so this is why I said I want to get in touch with the plus professionals y'all help me to keep my business alive during the pandemic okay (laughs) shout out to y'all but they are well and thriving and Mm -hmm. asking them hey can you customize a shirt do you have a pattern for this for a simple shirt that I want to have a fitted shirt, a ribbed shirt, whatever the style mm-hmm. shirt and make five of those because I always tell my client, definitely a great tip. One item, one shirt or one pants when you buy, make sure you can make at least three outfits. Three outfits because you're halfway through the week. Yep. You don't have to think about making another outfit. So when you buy stuff, everything should be mixing and matching with something else. So... I love that. I'm a big fan of that. If mm-hmm. I can't wear it with, if I can't picture it with like other things that I already have, I usually don't get it because right. clearly I'm never going to wear it. It's going to sit in my closet and I'm going to look at it and be like, oh, I wish I had something to wear with that. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a little bit about your consultancy in your book, but I would love to dive a little bit more into what's your mean. That's the title of her book. We'll have it linked in the show notes. But I'd love to dive in a little bit to the concept of mean and what's the story behind that and how do you apply it? Oh, child, write a book. This gave me flashbacks of how many times I was. Sorry, up. I really wasn't trying to trigger you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But what's your mean? So everyone asks me, is mean a real word? It actually is. It's spelled with one I, M-I-E-N. And it means a person's demeanor, the way they the way they are, the air about themselves. So I wanted to grab that word and have a deviation of it because when I'm done with you, you're definitely going to have a different air about you. You are going to be a whole new person and going to be checking yourself out twice in the mirror. So I added that extra eye. So what you mean, it's about, it's my proprietary system of pulling your look together so that you can have a fashion identity. During the pandemic, I had a huge shift 
in my business, I was doing a lot of e-commerce, fashion e-commerce. I was working for The Real, Louis Vuitton, and then I had model development. So I was doing about four to six models every month. And when the pandemic happened, that completely stopped, like completely stopped. And I still had lawyers, real estate agents. They still had Zoom court hearings, Zoom house all of that. So I said, you know what? I think I need to restructure my business. And what you mean, each chapter is themed after each letter of my company name, Mean. So I'm spelling out the word mean and it represents a word. So M is for mission. And that chapter, I talk about my mission of finding my own fashion identity. So I take you down the journey of how I found my own uh, fashion identities in my 20s. And I give you some tips and tricks. And also there's some exercise in there. Chapter two is about a woman who just had a drastic change about her confidence after she had her child. And it all stemmed from her and her husband having an argument and me and her, and then it ends with me and her, me and her in the office and kind of just combing through when did it start? How did I start? The questions that I'm like asking you to do, and then I provide you some exercises in there. So yeah, each, yeah, each word, each letter means a word, and I provide you with a lot of exercises, some journaling points. I give you a lot of tips. I talk about body shape. That's in between. That's like the in-between chapter as well. I'm going to say my hardest chapter. Oh, Jesus Lord. I'm going to say the the letter N because that was my influencer Mm -hmm. chapter. And that chapter was about nourishing your personal style, like growing Mm -hmm. into it and not being distracted by other things because social media has made fashion so disposable and you don't ever feel connected to yeah. your look. It's I want more. Why does she look like this? And I felt like that one needed to be highlighted. Yeah. I had to really like tap in. I think that chapter was, I think that chapter is like very important for men and women. Yeah. I do have a male chapter in here. I know males are like, do you have anything for males? I do. But of course, I do say I am a woman. I I live a life as a woman. And yeah, most of the information is for women, but I do give tidbits of men insights. And I also just, also me just working in retail, I just know retail, the money comes from women. We are Mm -hmm. the most consumers. The fashion arena, I know athletes are getting in tune with fashion and stuff like that, but females are always going to be the more, the most consumers. So yeah, that is um, my book. I had a lot of fun. It's a storyline. It's lessons. It's interaction. It's yes, that is my book. <laughs> I love that, and I love the concept behind it and how you dive into that word and mm-hmm. turned it into your own thing. Yes. Um, and when you were talking about men versus women, that just sparked something in me because it's a question I've always wondered. Mm-hmm. And since you've been in the fashion industry, I love to talk about it. The hell is up with women's sizing? I know that, and it all goes back to every body is different, especially Mm -hmm. as a woman. We have a lot more, I feel like, variations in body type and weight distribution and all of those things than men do. So I do know that it's a little more complicated. Right. But I feel like, especially in the last 10 years, Mm -hmm. the sizes have gone so widely variable that 
I remember one time I was shopping for work clothes when I was in my 20s, working in an office. And in the same store, I was an eight and an 18 in pants. And I'm just curious, what's your advice for women who are going out trying to shop off rack and just have no idea where to even start with sizes or like knowing a fit? So I just want to give a rule of thumb to everyone out there. Every designer or brand has their own met, has their own sizing metric system when they are constructing clothes. So Calvin Klein may do their measurements from they may start their stitching under and then another one will do it over. So that mm. takes a couple of inches off. So your size over here may be a totally different size over here. And they may do that for other areas. So when you do your measurements, you have to write down your numbers and always keep down your measurement numbers on on deck. Put it in Mm -hmm. your phone, on the car, whatever the case may be. And when you go shopping, you always have to try it on. That's why sometimes my clients who are on like a monthly retainer, they're like, oh, I want to book a call because I'm going to be in the fitting room. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> I, I would, I would pay dollars for that. I would pay dollars <laughs> to have just be like, hey girl, I'm in the fitting room. Tell me yeah, what's they, up. They prop their phone up. You see me naked. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Just <laughs> I'm fine. here. It's because they're, they have other things to worry about, but they just know I've educated them because certain, a lot of brands have their own sizing systems. It's not just one clean slate, unfortunately. And then when you mix in the European, that's even a total different market because they are smaller people. So we're going to have to go up a size or two, depending on how Mm -hmm. your body shape is. So a lot of the times I generally tell my clients, yeah, we're going to have to get your sizing, like your measurements, and you're going to have to keep them because if you don't keep them, you're going to be annoyed every time you go to the store. Mm -hmm. That's actually one thing I have started doing in the last year or so, Mm -hmm. especially since I live in a very rural area. So my access to stores is very limited. It's an hour to Target. And Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been really good for my wallet, really bad for my mental health. I drove an hour to go to Target the other day just to do a lap. But so I do a lot of ordering online. And when I realized that measurements were the way to go, like Mm -hmm. to be able to see if something was going to fit me, it really changed the game. Like the things that I was ordering fit, maybe I needed to get them taken in like in one spot or another, but like for the most part they fit. And especially when it came to under like bras and underwear and things like that, having my measurements instead of relying on just like the straight band and cup size. Yeah, no. Complete game changer. Yeah. And it, when you have the stuff that like fits well, it's amazing how that also shifts your confidence Mm -hmm. and gives you that little, like you said, like the dopamine hit of just, yes. I got it. I, I got, got it. it. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's time saver too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It makes it so easy. And especially ordering online, almost everything has a size chart. So when right. you go and you look, it's not just like the 14, 16, whatever. It's waist, hips, everything. bust, everything. Mm-hmm. It's so helpful. Yes. Yeah, that's like in like we're going to this is the process and they're just like you are thorough and I'm just like girl, I told you this is the long <laughs> haul. 
But yes, knowing your size, sizing yourself, simply if you don't, if you can't do it, go to a tailor or a seam. I tell you, this is going to be your tailor BFF. Seamstress. Have them measure, say, hey, I'm getting, I'm a part of a wedding or what, whatever you want to mm-hmm. say and have them measure everything so that you can write it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I will say measuring yourself isn't quite as accurate mm-hmm. as having somebody else do it. Yes. Yes. I have noticed some discrepancies when I'm <laughs> as when I'm just like here and I'm like, oh, I need to check my measurements and I'm trying to do it myself. It's always a little bit off. A little off. Just a smidge. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this. Makara, where can people find you? How can they work with you? Obviously, we'll have your book in the show notes because everybody should go buy it. But tell us where people can find you. You guys can find me at mean, that's M-I-E-N dot C-O, TikTok. I'll be present on TikTok. I have some videos waiting for it to be released. It's going to be very fun. Instagram doesn't really like me. They keep just dinging me, telling me I'm violating communities. But you guys can still follow. I still see, but I'm not, I'm going to let you know we're not really present on there. I'm sorry. I've even showed Katie. She has. We've delved. No, they dinged me again. They did again. That's why I have not been on there. I told my sister, "Don't get on there. We're gonna go on TikTok." It is Um, an absolute mystery to me why they keep doing that to you. Because your content is not violating anything. No, and pint. We love some Pinterest, and we're starting to be on 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 Twitter too. Twitter is giving us some love too. Okay. So yes, you can follow us there. I love a Pinterest moment. Like I forgot about it for probably about five years and just started getting back into it. And I was like, why did I ever leave this platform? Yes. It brings me so much joy and it's got so many good ideas and the number of outfit boards I have pinned on there and things like right. that. Obviously they were for my mid twenties. So mm-hmm. not the same styles that right. I would be wearing today. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. joining me. I am- yes. I have feel like I've learned so much about fashion and how it works and how your personal style really reflects who you are and like how you feel about yourself. And maybe we can have you back if we get some questions from listeners. So if you guys have questions, you can always submit them on Instagram, in the Facebook group, or an email. And thank you again. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Woo! <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Ditch the Ick. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Ditch the Ick Pod. You can shoot us DMs, listener stories. In our highlights, you'll see some listener story prompts. You can share them with us anonymously or with your name. It's up to you. But we always love to connect and get to know you on social. And if you haven't already, head to patreon.com slash ditch the ick. You'll see a couple of different levels where you can subscribe and get access to exclusive content get early access to the videos. In some cases, you get first dibs on listener stories. So make sure you head over there and subscribe. It really helps keep this going. If you're looking to join the community, meet some other single people, maybe you need some new friends, share your thoughts, comments, responses to the episode, you can head over to Facebook. We've got a free private group called Ditch the Ick, and it's going to be a really safe space for us to share our stories connect and make friends.